Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Over the last 11 years on the radio, I've shared some messages and I adapt messages from way back and I try to uh, say things and preach things that will be practical for you, helpful for you, and also helpful for me. I always tell you when I preach to you, I preach to me because I need it too. I need encouraged and I need God's encouragement. I'm so thankful that I can reach back. And I shared this message a number of years ago that I'm going to share with you today because I think it's coming out of time that we need that more than any other time. Is There's so many things happening all around us. There's so many disasters. There's so many crazy things. Most recently was all the fires in California and just crazy things and some of the shootings that were happening in one in California. Crazy things. And people need you and me more than ever. But more than that, they need our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our Heavenly Father, guide my thoughts, guide my mind, my heart. Lord, may I see you clearly as I share today. Lord, I pray people would see you clearly. They would listen, they'd be obedient, and they would be faithful. God, help them to be faithful to you. Give them power to overcome anything that comes their way. Strengthen their lives. Be with their families. Be with those that come to mind when I even pray this prayer. Those in our family that so desperately need you. Touch their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you know, I think most of us are probably more than willing to help the socially acceptable poor. The widowed mother in the congregation, for instance, or the husband laid off through no fault of his own. We are understandably less comfortable, however, with panhandlers, drug abusers, prostitutes, runaways, and people who are homeless. Yes, there are some rational reasons for discomfort. We fear for our safety because these people are strangers to us and we live in a different world. And you know what? There's a lot of people, and I get it, because we have so much crime and we have so many things, weird things happening, we are a little paranoid in helping people. You know, I always pray, Lord, if you want me to help somebody, make it very clear in a situational uh, situation. Because I never want anybody to do something that's not safe and not something they're comfortable with, not something they know they have safety in. Because I, I just, I need, I know we need to help people, but I think we have to be safe in doing that. Don't put yourself in a compromising situation that could cause yourself to get hurt. But allow the Spirit of God to lead you where you should go and give where you need to give and help where you need to help. We fear for our health. I might uh, catch what they have, you know, if they're sick. You know, I've had people, well, I'm not going to go pray for you because you're too sick. Well, that's why we have hospital masks. I can't tell you how many times I've put a mask and gown on to go pray for people. They had a terrible disease, very contagious. But I want to pray for them. And I trust God will protect me, but I'm going to use the wisdom God has given me by putting on a mask and putting on a gown and doing as the doctors have told me. Sometimes we have people that go in and say, well, God will protect me. I'm just going to take my chances because God will protect me. God has given us wisdom to make true and right decisions. He wants you to protect yourself. Well, we think of the parable, the son of the squ- who squandered all he had, and his dad was still merciful. You can see God called us to be merciful. 
In the Beatitudes in Matthew, it says, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Good point. Jesus got that out, didn't he? Absolutely. He said it right. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. There is always a time in our lives where we need a little mercy. Nowadays in high school football, they have what you call the mercy rule, at least uh, for most divisions in Idaho. If a team gets to 50 points ahead, the game is automatically called. In fact, they just changed that recently, last year. They changed that rule. Now if the other team gets 50 points ahead, what they do is they let people continue to play, but they don't stop the clock for anything, and so the clock keeps running. That way, some of their subs can play in the game and play too. It doesn't cut from uh, people's playing time. You know, a few years ago, I was reading a story back when I wrote this message, in fact, about a girls team who was playing this private school, and the private school had hardly any girls, and they'd really never even played basketball, but they put a team together, and so they're on the schedule. Well, they played this game. Guess what the final score was? 100 to zero. 100 to zero. It made the paper because the issue of humiliating the other team. The team apologized. The team scored zero as not one in four years at that time. It's been several years, probably half a dozen years since I preached this. But I remember coaching a boys team that was terrific. In Vancouver, I was very fortunate to have teams. I had a number of championship teams, and I had a boys team that was just outstanding. And I had, in fact, I had 15 players. All three, first, second, and third team were tremendous. And we played a very uh, first school, a uh, first year school named Pacific Junior High over there in Vancouver. And they came to our place, and we played them. And the final score was 66 to 10. We beat them. And I know people said, oh, you ran up the score. The truth is, did not run up the score. My starters played one, a little over one quarter. And they were so upset at me. They said, coach, because we do good, we get punished, we don't get to play. But my bottom, bottom players played the last three quarters. And folks, I'm here to tell you this. Their coach came over to me after the game and truly thanked me for not running up the score. He said, with your team, I know the score could have been much worse, and this is a team that just getting going, and thank you, Coach, for for playing your subs the whole way. And I said, you're certainly welcome, and I wish you luck. It was the most gracious uh, talk I think I've ever had after beating somebody so bad. And that year, in boys' and girls' basketball, I had two tremendous teams that beat people, people. Not to that level. That was the biggest victory I've ever had in basketball. But, you know, a lot of times by 20 or 30 points. And there's some coaches that did not handle that well. And I don't blame them. People don't like to lose. But I tell you what, I was always careful not to run up the score. I just wanted to play players. But when you got three teams of good players, you can't go in and tell them to mess up. You know what I mean? But we need mercy in life. If I asked you to come up with someone you've heard about that was great showing mercy, who would it be other than Jesus? And I imagine some of you might say Mother Teresa, I don't know. At age 12, Mother Teresa felt the call to be a missionary so she could share the love of God to the poor. In 1950, she got permission to start her own order called the Missionaries of Charity, whose primary task was to 
love and to care for those people that nobody cared about. She loved and encouraged and helped the poorest of people who were sick and diseased. So many people were hard to love. Why were they hard to love? Because they were poor and dirty and with disease? Was it because of their heart? Absolutely not. They were created in the image of Almighty God with a heart like you and I and everyone else. But their external circumstances led to living a life of depravity. I think we all would agree it's easy to love the lovely. Those that look nice, those that smell nice and act nice, how much greater is it to love those that are cast out by society, the poor, those in prison, those who are less fortunate? Speaking of prison, I just got a letter today from a man in a Texas prison asking for help. And it was a long letter, and I don't know if he heard about me via radio or what, but he's from Idaho, but he's in a prison in Texas, and he said he ha- doesn't have any family, he doesn't have any friends, he knows nobody, and he said, I- I'd love to have some hygiene things, and you have to be careful. You have to be careful with people in prison because there's there's some great guys out there. There really is guys I love and know, and I know they love the Lord, but there's some also that will play you for everything you have, and that's just the truth. You learn that if you go through studying, but I, in the most part, I tell you what, prisoners and people out of prison, they need loved, and they're great. Many of them are great people that made a mistake because we've all made mistakes, and we've all sinned. So we need to love and reach out and do our part. I'm so glad that we have a prison ministry in our church and guys that go out there every week. I'm so grateful for that. I'm going out there again shortly to visit two guys, two friends, Uh, my friend Ron and Richard, who I love dearly, and pray that God continues to touch their lives. But you know what? Sometimes we look at the outside and we think, well, they made their own bed, so we're not going to reward that by visiting them or doing something for them. Well, that certainly is a godly attitude, isn't it? No, it certainly is not. Listen to what Matthew 5, Jesus says, Matthew 5, 43 through 47. You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise in the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteousness. Unrighteous, not nest. Take the nest off, rust. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? You hear that? If you love those who love you, What reward will you get? This is Jesus Christ talking. Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Then he goes on, uh, chapter 6, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others, but be seen to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets or as hypocrites do in the synagogues and or on the streets. You know, truly I tell you, you receive your reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do it in private. Do it in private. But give. Be merciful. People of God, we need to be merciful. I'm going to continue this tomorrow. But let's be merciful people who love and care for everyone. Lord bless you. Have a wonderful day. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.